Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Well, hey, fuckers. Happy New Year, and I hope 2024 is going all right for ya. Yeah, I know. It's been a beat since we have spoken here. And of course, I am deeply tempted to say sorry. But aren't we all trying to train ourselves out of that habit this year? Instead of claiming our lives, our time, our health, and our autonomy, we instead apologize for the burden of our existing. Yeah, right. So anyways, it has been longer than expected since we spoke, but I'm not sorry. And here is why. Well, fuckers, I am quitting this project, this here podcast. The time for our final season together has come. And really, 
No, I'm I'm not very apologetic. I am announcing it with vigor because yeah, although I'm quitting this podcast platform after this year, there are some pretty big new things in the works that I'm extremely stoked on. They're things that you can continue to tap into for free if you want. We can keep hanging out. They are still directed at self-help and deep learning. We're still going to be research-based and taking a kind of sardonic look at things. So don't worry. I'm not abandoning you. But there have been a lot of big shifts taking place behind these scenes. But it's still a lot um, hush-hush. I'm not trying to flood any gates while I'm still constructing them. So I'm not going to talk about all of it here quite yet. If you want the full details on what is to come, what's already been going down, and how to patiently partake with kind of a beta level bonus early view, well, I put out an episode on all of that at the start of this year, and you can find it on the Patreon page at any subscription level. Otherwise, what you really need to know is, yeah, things are going to be changing things are in development, and this is our final year together at Traumatized Motherfuckers 2024. As we say, come hell or high wallow. But as the lead up to the big change, we're doing things a bit differently in this final season, which is number 12 over on Patreon. We're going to be revisiting old topics and expanding on them with a lot more research, drawing more connections between past subjects that we've discussed, and seeing how the story expands and unfolds with those integrations, which honestly also include a whole lot of real-world experience that needs to get added in as well. And on that front... This month, our research quickly took a turn towards two highly related and rated discussions that we've had before in the community. Those topics being what we need in order to help ourselves heal and what happens when we don't take that initiative, continual misery that we pass on to others. In other words, I think that it can be summarized as we wound up talking about what creates a vulnerable narcissist. So, we'll work our way there, but let me lay the course for you. First, we discussed the recovery resources we all need. Time, space, and energy. But in a different light. We talked about the ways they can often, instead, negatively impact us in recovery. How time, space, and energy are not such simple pillars of healing after all. And any one of these resources can be used for unhealing purposes instead. So if all of your time is spent thinking about the negative past, you will drag yourself back to hell. If all of your space is designed to keep you isolated from triggers and socially shut down, you won't have the confronting experiences that are necessary to move forward. If all your energy is devoted to ruminating on sadness, anger, or fear, 
you again aren't going to be changing your brain for the better you will solidify the worst cognitions as your standard experiences so it's really not so simple as just give it time and you'll heal or just get into your own space give yourself the social and life conditions that you need with firm boundaries and all your thoughts will improve or devote all your focus to figuring out what has happened already and you'll be able to reasonably change your brain no no in fact with all the resources in the world time space and energy it looks like we have to monitor and ensure that we are working with forward motion towards healing rather than diving backwards into states of victimhood and unhealthy cognitive adaptation that's developed through avoidance and repetition. And all of that pondering got me thinking a bit about, um, well, narcissists. And the vulnerable narcissist in particular with their seeming obsession with living in a past negative time orientation and wasting all of their resources in order to continue to be as unhealed as possible so let's talk about it huh now if you are new to the grandiose narc versus vulnerable narc conversation here's what you really need to know vulnerable or covert narcissists play the weak and helpless card as a manipulation tool while secretly holding these semi-shaky versions of the same self-delusions that grandiose narcs do deeply inside of themselves. So they play people like fiddles while sending out messages of destitution and dismay when it suits them. Underneath it is a contradictory set of beliefs about what elevated regard they deserve. So, uh, it can be kind of hard to pin these people down until you've had enough experience with their games. Unluckily for us, many, if not most, of our matrilineages demonstrate Volnark traits. We've done whole episodes on these things before. You might want to take a hard, sober listen. And uh, you're not going to believe this. But it turns out that covert narcissists are testably geared towards remembering things negatively or only remembering negative things. They are locked in a past negative time orientation. And this is deeply connected to their poor sense of self and low self-esteem. And all of this is inextricably linked to reported histories of childhood trauma which led us this month to ask all right so there's like a lot of crossovers between let's say us and them in fact many of us feel as though at times we have acted as vulnerable narcissists so what is the difference what makes a covert narcissist versus someone who is just relationally traumatized early in life who then moves on with that life well let's go back to our recovery resources and how they can be used for the opposite of finding your own health 
One idea is that volnarks house unhealed trauma that is sunk down into, ruminated upon, and justified as a method of getting through the world. So rather than attempting to change through their recovery resources, time, space, and energy, some people root into who they've become through trauma and frame their entire life experience from that perceived damaged and unfairly prosecuted position on earth. These are kind of the first ticklings of volnarkdom. But from those ticklings, cue the intense withdrawal, continual negativity, victim mindset, social hostility, and antagonism which only further progresses their development of the characteristics of vulnerable narcissism as they isolate themselves from anything that could challenge their perceptions of self, of others, of the past, or of current reality. Figure, if you live in a perfect little protective bubble and only engage with people who will entertain your obvious dysfunction, then you never have to change a thing. If you can always control the narrative so that you aren't threatened with exposures to the truth, then you can always be safe. And that's, in large part, what vulnerable narcissists do. Their trauma is carefully placed behind glass in their own psyches. Then they just have to endlessly protect that glass from ever shattering and revealing what lies under all of their rigid adaptations. Hence, Anyone who begins to seem like a risk to their sense of normalcy and control is turned upon with aggression. And since they feel like continual victims of life who've had enough of being disrespected, vulnerable narcissists then empower themselves to be abusive in turn. So they transmute pain into anger And then, due to their poor understanding of emotions, they seek to destroy the target that they perceive as causing their bad feelings. Not realizing that those feelings of misery, fear, and ineptitude are inherent to them all along from, again, that unhealed trauma that they protect with the rest of their lives. Hmm. On another front... Why are Kovnarks so manipulative, we asked. Oh, is it because they only know how to get their needs met via not directly asking, which has been unfortunately successful for them through prior displays of victimhood that worked out in truly desperate times, thus reinforcing the behavioral program to be as weak as possible for show, in order to obtain the resources that they do need in life, but don't know how to request or obtain themselves. And therefore, every single thing is a contrived fucking game with them. Yeah. Oh, it it is. That's, That's it. So we're saying, if you are trapped in a trauma or trauma responsive state, as we believe Volnarks are, you often will require help from others. You're in a condition of overwhelm and avoidance, and at some point you're in over your head. Through that obvious desperation, which eventually rears its head socially, the covert narcissist or future covert narcissist 
obtains social assistance. But they don't have to ask for that assistance because they just were able to demonstrate their helplessness in order to receive it backwardsly. Then, since they didn't have to ask, they can feel as though their ego was protected in the entire experience. They didn't have to admit that they needed anything. Then, henceforth, this is their strategy for trying to get help, which they believe they need a lot of. By being perceived strategically as weak and helpless, they can obtain favors. So that's what they do. In this contradictory, baffling fashion, they can flip from their more grandiose views of self, which they usually keep pretty private, into their highly victimized views of self whenever it's necessary. They feign, they broadcast it widely, and they emotionally manipulate others into giving them what they want or need. After years and decades of doing this, well, our mothers and grandmothers don't know any better than to play charades as the right way to get the things that they need in life. And hey, some of our fathers and grandfathers put on the same fucking show. So, from all of these reckonings, we majorly hypothesize that Volnarks use those resources we all want, their copious time, space, and energy, not for recovery, but for over-identification with what is called a trauma self, another old topic we've touched on. They focus on who they've become because of trauma, and they take that version of self as their psychological center, which then prevents them from ever healing. They don't even want to. In this way, these folks are frozen in their trauma, and their influence upon others is to drag them kicking and screaming back into reenactments of their trauma and PTSD forever. So, all in all, we learned that vulnerable narcissists are captured by the negative in life. They can only recall unfortunate memories, or they put a negative spin on all of their actual recollections. And experientially speaking, they will make sure that you can only experience shit times too. Part of this ruminatory obsession on negativity, victimhood, and personal abuses by the Volnark is also used in order to create justifications, which is uh, fabrications of justice in my book, via all of their prior pains, real or imagined, in order to self-validate their negative behaviors towards others. This is how they can both claim to be the victims while obviously being the aggressors. In their heads, both are true. Both are valid. Neither needs to be examined beyond the narrative they've already created, which enables this contradictory programming to take place. Because they have been hurt, Therefore, hurting others is valid, which for me explains every baffling moment surrounded by a culture of vulnerable narcissists in both family and societal categories. Looking at you, political idiots, and my whole family of origin. And actually, 
I think our research explains even more than all of this. I do highly recommend giving those shows and our prior Volnark episodes, which have been recently uploaded to the NARC collection on Patreon, a little run through if you've been struggling with any covert narcissism in your life, including if you maybe have fears that you yourself may be one with all the withdrawal, poor sense of self, and need for self-protection. I think I have some reassuring news for all of you that will put that concern in its appropriate seat at the reality dinner table. Because, yeah, there's some chance that we're all a bit narky in the CPTSD space. But you don't have to worry, because we're all afraid of it. And we talk about this in much greater detail in those aforementioned narc rundowns. You're not alone in it. And, um, mostly, that's what we've been up to lately, fuckers. Big changes, big topics with big episodes. And now we're in a revisit to exploring the other massive topic of filial obligation in a large multi-part series that's already underway. We'll come back and talk about that one next time. But for today, stay safe, stay unmanipulated, stay focused on recovery when you are gifted the resources that could promote it, rather than being absorbed by your trauma and taking it on as your identity to the misery of everyone around you. Ain't no one got spare time, space, or energy for your hostile, manipulative, negatively slanted, antagonistic shit. But until we speak again next time, I'll see you in the NARC collection and hail your damn self. Thanks for being here. I hope that you'll stick out this year with me and jump into the next pool that is currently being dug. And with that, I say, glad you've been here. It's been an honor. And cheers, y'all. Talk to you soon. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.